The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Beyond. 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 What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, <laughs> episode 362. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside. He only does everything. Colin Moriarty. Only 38 more episodes. Start sending your invites right now to Colin at IGN.com. <laughs> Over here, in the ever-rotating third chair, the one and only Italian meatball, Brian Altano. Brap, brap. Hi, you Greg. Doing? Hey. I'm good. I'm sorry my Beyond was low energy. Yeah, what was that all about? I, I was just to, sort I, of doing like a casual Beyond, but I feel like immediately like, hey. that didn't fit. It didn't. It wasn't that it was casual. It was just like you had better places to be. I was like, yeah, Beyond. Yeah. Beyond, whatever. Let me try it again. Beyond! There oh, you go. Wow, geez. that's the power. There we go. Got the pipes going. Yeah, that's right. The energy. I haven't seen you guys in a while. How you been? I'm good. How are you? Good. I like your shirt. Thank you. I like if your shirt. If you're watching the video, you can see it. If you're listening, you can't. So just picture anything you want on Greg's yeah, shirt. I've, right I've, I've worn the wiener dog in a pretzel before. You're wearing yeah. your misanthrope. You're wearing right. your danganronpa. Mm-hmm. How's that guy going? The, the crazy bear. Monokuma. He puts you in the spaceship, he shoots you out, yep. and then you come right back. Yep, that's exactly what's what that whole game's about. Yeah, that yeah. was it. Mm-hmm. We saw a lot of that bear in Japan. Yeah, he's everywhere is, over there. It's, it's it's very interesting to see just the cultural differences of the, how big certain games are there versus here. Yeah, we like everyone thinks I think a lot of people in the a lot of people in the office make fun of me for loving Danganronpa so much because it's yeah. so obscure. It's not obscure at all in Japan. It's, it's I felt weird, I felt right? I felt right at home there. With the exception of maybe if like Dragon Quest and a few other games, there was more Danganronpa stuff than anything, and there are yeah. only two Danganronpa games. So, nice. and, and their third one's coming out in Japan soon. Um, so, although it's a weird game, it's not like the other two. Oh, really? Not the, yeah, the other two. two, two are not weird the other two. <laughs> Correction: the other two are very weird since they're murder mysteries about a teddy bear. Yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but no, the third one's like some. It's it's weird. People should look up. It's called another episode. Here is the story, Colin Moriarty. Okay. I went to Chicago before mm-hmm. I went to L.A. That's in uh, Illinois. Illinois, that's mm-hmm. right. You, good job. You get a star. It's on the Great Lakes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right off Lake Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to Portillo's, had a meet and greet there. 250 fans showed up. Amazing turnout. Thank you all for coming. I was expecting to be like it was four years ago when I did a meet and greet mm-hmm. at Portillo's, and Brian Albert came, and I met him for the first time, and mm-hmm. he was the only, I was the first one to find him. Sorry, Justin Davis. <laughs> and uh, we, when we were there, and we got, to, it was like, I don't know, 20 or 40 kids. So I got to sit with them and talk with them. This was like, a, it was it was three hours of like a receiving line at a wedding where I just stood at, the, at one end of the room and they all lined up and then just came to me and would talk and take photos and signs. Were they like, feeding you hot dogs? You, with yeah, my, hand? Mom was, my mom was. Oh, really? My mom was coming by and like, Big what Jamie you, was but, there? Oh, Big Jamie Kenny was there. Yeah, she was all up in that business. Helped me out, throwing me around. We they, we took a picture with the Pratillo staff. They, uh-huh. they got excited when they figured out that I was a celebrity. So I might get my, 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 this is one of my life goals. Get my photo and my autograph on the Pratillo's wall. Big things are happening. 
But don't you usually have to like win a food challenge to do that. <laughs> no, no, no. They have like Jim Belushi. It's anybody who's oh. a Chicago land Got celebrity it. that is. Be careful because Jim Belushi's dead. That's no, John Belushi. Oh, okay. Who's Jim, Jim Belushi? Jim Belushi's career is dead. Um, Who's Jim Belushi? He's his, his brother, brother, according to Jim. How do you not know this? Oh, that's their brothers. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even know that that was that was a thing. Yeah. No, it's fine. Hard his brother's an He's great. His brother died, right? Yeah. He was on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Did yes. Well, then Jim Belushi I, was eventually too. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. The well, good well, Belushi died. Oh. Let's start again. Beyond. Well, right. Beyond. What's Beyond. the best <laughs> podcast? No. So when I was there, a kid there begged me to play Danganronpa. Mm-hmm. And I was like, because he knows I've started it before. If you remember, I started it once, it's but like I was on a plane. Hours long. How far did you get it? Did you get to play in the receiving line? <laughs> no, no. He was, he didn't beg me to do it in the receiving line. He's like, oh, you okay. have to play it at some point for me. Okay. I was like, I will. Not for Colin, but I'll do it for you. Yeah. And so, because I had started Danganronpa a long time ago, because you it came so highly recommended. You and I like similar games mm-hmm. sometimes. And I started it, but I was on a plane, and then I was just got tired, and I, I went to bed. And so I did the exact same thing this time, where I started on my plane ride to L.A., and I was like, you know what? I'm kind of tired. And I just nodded off. Yeah, but I mean, I'm going to play it eventually when I play it's games. A visual novel. You got to you got to pay attention to it. I know that's it, the problem. Here's the funny thing about your about your Portillo's thing. Altano and I were at a meeting last week, and your and your thing popped up where it was like, come. <laughs> Come meet, you know, yeah, meet yeah, you yeah. or whatever. And Brian said the funniest thing ever. <laughs> he was just like, can he just have dinner? <laughs> <laughs> Everything's got to be an event. I'm like, you can't just go have a nice, quiet meal. I feel I have to do it. I had done it in four years. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. had a personal meeting in four years. I got to take care of my Chicago lane faithful. That made me laugh. No, Colin was like, you know, this, this, is why he's, this is why he's famous. I'm like, yeah. Three k- crazy kids drove from Michigan. Really? Yeah. Crazy kids. And these crazy kids. Did someone take a boat on Lake Michigan no. from Ontario? No, we did that. Is that far? Things. I have no concept of how far sure. that is from the Portillo's you were at. Right, yeah. That's we far. had to go through Indiana because you're Michigan and you come down through Indiana uh, and you come into Illinois, you come up the other side. Uh, it's good. it's far. It's enough Trust to Trust me, it wasn't worth it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah. But, but, no, you're right though because like, right, you know, some folks ask me when I go to Long Island, like, you know, you're doing anything, you want, you know, go have a beer somewhere or whatever, yeah. you know, hang out with people and... I appreciate that, but it, like I'm just too lazy to do that when I'm home. I just want to eat Me pizza too, by myself. Way. I want to just lay in my old bed that I slept in when I was yeah, in high school. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the same exact way. <laughs> Those are your big things when you yeah. go home to see I your family. I go my G.I. Joe's. <laughs> <laughs> At least you got your priorities right. Colin. Yes. We have two pieces of housekeeping. Uh-huh. Do you want the good news or the bad news first? Bad, bad news. news. Bad news yeah. first comes from Nate B. Hello, Beyond. I wanted to first thank you for the... T- First, thank you for the time and podcast you put out. We don't put out time, but I understand what he means. It takes time to make As a new listener on the podcast, I was listening to the current latest podcast, and the segment on Drive Club left a distaste in my mouth. Oh, yeah. We got a few messages about this. Yeah, We're going to get to that in a second. First and foremost, you guys are calling it... The, you guys are calling the game a sim, and it, it couldn't be more inaccurate. This game is by and far an arcade racer with some aspects of visual realism added. Much like Forza Horizon, the game is built ground up in an arcade-focused driving experience. It has no car upgrading, it has no mechanical tweaking of cars, such as adjusting the height or spring rates, etc. No real racetracks and no wheel support. That's what I'm going to say. Uh, Nate wrote in here to, to, to correct us because mm-hmm. we were talking about Drive Club. I laughed Drive Club. I infamously laughed Drive Club out of the episode last week, Brian, because somebody wrote in and they said, hey, infamous, all the other PlayStation 4 games, they've been disappointments. Do you think Drive Club is going to be the one that moves units? And I couldn't get through the question without laughing. <laughs> now, then we went uh, on. Was, to- was infamous a, a sales disappointment? 
I don't think so, but it, I, it, I thought that game sold great. Yeah, but it's I think people are it looking did. for the game that's like you know going to be like GTA three, right, right? That right, moves right, units right. and gets the people to, that they have to go out and buy it. So first, so we we said that which got a few people mad, and then yeah, Colin and I were talking about how we have no interest in Drive Club and it's it's the sim thing and we don't want that. And then yeah. people wrote in saying it's not a sim game. Now here. That's the tip of the iceberg. Now, I want you to know that we've been wrong on Podcast Beyond before. We're wrong all God the time. God knows we can't be on top of it. <laughs> yeah. When we are wrong, hundreds of thousands of emails and tweets come to us saying, like, guys, you, you, you screwed this up. You messed this up. Like when I said Destiny was coming to PC. Literally. Literally five emails about Drive Club. Yeah. Two or three tweets. That's a problem. There's wow. your first red flag going back to the question that Drive Club is not going to move units. People are not excited for it. Here's the next problem. Mm. I'm at home in Chicago. Mm. I'm watching some TV as you do when you go home. And a commercial comes on mm. for a car racing game. And this is after now. I know that we, you know, it's, oh, it's, it's, it's arcadey. It's not as, you know, blah, blah. But I, we'll get to another problem with that. Uh, I'm watching the commercial. The cars are on the racetrack. All of a sudden, they bust off the racetrack and they're driving the street. I'm like, I was like, oh, at first in the racetrack, I'm like, oh, this is Drive Club. Sony's actually promoting it. I just don't watch TV at home, so I don't know. Mm, right. Then, and then they bust off. I'm like, oh, it's the crew. It's the, they're promoting the crew because you can drive across the country. Then the logo came up and it's Forza Horizon. So they Take are, your pick. They are <laughs> Come yeah. on, man! Like you can't even separate the game into what it's yeah. going to be. Like there's this many games. Yeah, I, I mean, there. So there are uh, there are delays that build momentum, and there are delays that kill it. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like this is a, this is a situation where if they did have something at some point, it's dissipated a lot. Now it doesn't mean they can't bring it back, but I do think a lot of that momentum has has sort of vanished for them. I absolutely agree with you. I think. When they, this is the problem with Drive Club, right? And I, I don't have any insight. I never, like, I don't play the game. I don't play racing games. I don't, I, don't, I don't care about them. But you know, when we were in New York City in February when they released, you know, which was a long time ago. Now, when, when they when they showed all the games off and they showed PS4 for the first time, Drive Club was one of the games. Right? It was a launch game. They showed Knack. They showed Infamous. Yeah. And they showed this game. They're like, this is a launch game. Then you know, just randomly, like two months before PS4 was going to come out, they're like, I don't. Know. And it wasn't even that. I think it actually leaked first that they were like, I don't think this game's coming out. And then, like, a month, a month and a half, maybe, before PS4 launch, it could be a little off a little bit on that. They were they were saying, like, no, the game's not going to be ready for launch. Yeah. It was and very then, close yeah, to launch. And which then is... they, were, they never communicated what the hell was really wrong with, like, yeah. why it took a year for the game to get fixed. And I think, so I think it's a messaging problem. Like, people are nervous about Drive Club now. They were probably really excited about it. The same people that were excited about Knack and all that kind of stuff. Or when Vita came out and they were excited about Little Deviants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing, even doubling down on what you're talking about right there. The fact that... I have hosted at least two live show demos for Drive Club. Uh, we're the number one PlayStation podcast, and we're sitting here, and we didn't know it wasn't like super simmy because mm-hmm. every trailer I see for it is incredibly boring of just driving mm-hmm. and yeah. not looking. It's like when we got these, I went and watched like gameplay, you know, the crappy off screen from Gamescom or whatever convention at, and it's like, okay, I see that they're rubbing and they're racing. It's not like. It, now it looks even like he's even caught in between being a, a sim and, a, and a, an that's, arcade racer. That's the thing. Remember how it was rolled out. That's why I always thought it was a sim from the, from the word go. They were talking when. Remember what, what did they say when the game was announced or when they revealed it? They were talking about how you can how beautiful the leather was mm-hmm. and how amazing everything looked and how realistic everything the was. Leather. That doesn't exactly scream San Francisco rush, does no. it? No. I mean, like I don't like. So my assumption was always, and I think that this is also a, a thing about definitions of simulation versus arcade racer. And maybe it's just my own ignorance about driving games. When sure. I think about an arcade racer, I think about MotorStorm. Yeah. And this game is not MotorStorm. No. You know? I think like Smuggler's I, Run or yeah, The Crew. Ex- exactly. And that's the other thing, too. Of like, so I don't know. Maybe I'm We are wrong. not racing fans. We admit that. You know that. You listen to the show. You, or you watch the show. You understand what we're up against here. But like, keep in mind that 
I'm not interested in most racing games. The crew has me totally. I'm yeah, me too. In. It looks me too. awesome. Me RPGs too. with cars. Yep. That's how. That's when you can pitch your game. Elevator pitch, one sentence, RPG with cars, great. When Drive Club is, look at the leather and look at this, then you can be in teams with your friends and they're going to... And then we're going to delay for you. Perform- and then we're delayed. It's <laughs> See, like, and that well, was, that was on, kind guys. of my um, uh, side note, but it was kind of my issue with Destiny is that no one until the game was out could really tell me in a tweet sure. what that game was. And I think that like that's... That's that's a huge part of things now is you spend millions of dollars and three years or five years or whatever it is to make a game, but you don't get to that, you know, no pun intended, finish line of just being like, here's what it is. Like, if we still don't know, that's a problem. Um, and I think it's a game you could have easily slipped out during launch. Drop a six out of ten at launch. It's a driving sim or a racing adventure or a car PG, whatever it is. Put it out at launch. I'll buy it because I I bought everything at launch and played everything at launch. Um, and it won't stick with me long, but it'll be part of that sort of uh, big, kind of cloudy memory that was the PS4 mm-hmm. that first month. Yeah. Um, and I would have been able to look past its faults for some of the other cool things it was doing. But a year later, if it's going up against uh, a, a new Forza game, which is like an established franchise, if it's going up against the crew, which is just like th- there's great buzz around that game. Yeah. Whether or not it delivers, we'll see. But at least the buzz is something. Like It's about maintaining that message and keeping that momentum going and being able to actually tell us what the f- – you know what it is that we're playing. Like you have, there's so many things right now that we are fighting for, uh, for for our entertainment, and to actually be able to say this is the game I want to spend sixty dollars on, yeah. twenty hours on. Like if you can't tell me what it is, I can't tell you what it is, right. and that makes my job difficult, and it makes our our audience angry. So yeah, I think I think you know drive. Cl- I first of all, I feel bad for Evolution because. You know, they're a good studio, they make good games, and, you know, obviously they had trouble with Drive Club for some reason, it's really unclear, I think. Like, they, I think they had, like, connectivity problems, and I, there was, like, some stories that came out, but they never really verbalized, like, fully, like, the game screwed up and we need a lot more time, and for somehow we only figured that out two months before the game came out, yeah. you know? Uh, because remember, even at E3, they were like, Drive Club's gonna be free when it comes out, yeah. at launch, yeah. you know, when PS4 launches, and then they were like, oh, well, never mind. Um, <laughs> but... It's a failure on many fronts that I think are out of Evolution's hands, and that's why I feel bad for them. The marketing people at Sony should have realized that, like, they had a huge opening, with the exception of Need for Speed, to release a racing game that exclusives sell well on PS4, and and as they did on Xbox One when the system came out. Knack sold like crazy, and no one likes Knack. You know what I mean? Like, Knack, it's hard to find a person that really loves Knack. Knack, I think Knack outsold Super Mario 3D World, which is just... Yeah, well, it, pro- it probably did, the just based on, on like, because yeah. people are buy the games. It's like how we bought, I mean, I like Fantavision and Smuggler's Run, but like, we bought a lot of games on PS2. There's a ton of games well, on PS2. That's what he's saying, right? Yeah, like, in exactly. launch, you, you buy stuff, buy. and you also chalk it up to being a launch game. Right. Yeah. All right, well, yep. this isn't as feature complete as I want, sure. but it's a launch sure. game. But it's a launch game. It's okay. That's when you ship a six, and but, it feels like an eight, because it's new. But the failure, I think, goes deeper, because we don't know how Drive Club's going to be there. Review- we're, one of our uh, guys in Australia, I think, is reviewing oh, it, I- that really knows racing games. I'm hoping for the best for Drive Club, because I know some people are really excited about it yeah um but it's just like why would you put the game out now mm-hmm. like it, did it really like i know you needed another year but maybe it might even been made sense to just sit on it for longer yeah you know? I, because I mean, because now you're releasing it into this super hyper competitive environment where your console's been on the market for a year and people want now they want great games you know exclusives don't really you know have that same the, bar, power. the bar is set high yeah now, exactly and know? so you know i feel bad for evolution i don't know what the hell happened with this game I'm sure the story is really interesting. Uh, I hope it's good. I hope people enjoy it. And I do apologize, obviously, as Greg does, if, yeah. we, if we mischaracterize the game as being arcade versus simulation. But, but that, that, I don't know how. I, I In my mind, like arcade racer does not look like 
that mm-hmm. or, and is not introduced like that sure. and is not talked about like it's been talked about now. But that just maybe shows and belies my own ignorance about exactly. About and, and for sure, we're all the same page of that. Sorry if we misled you or you thought you know we were trying to that we screwed up. We did obviously. But the big thing about it is like the point to what we were talking about. If that's going to move units, it goes back to the no. It is not going to. I don't think mm-hmm. Drive Club is in trouble. But that's a fantastic point, by the way, Greg, because I never realized. Like we did, we got you know a, a slew of emails and 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 tweets about it. Like you know, I don't read the emails, but I just see them, and then you know people tweeted us. Yeah. But you're right. Like when I said Destiny was on PC, or when I said which was wrong, or when I said you know we say any avalanche of content, like, right? Literally, sometimes a thousand people. Yeah, yeah. That's well, an actual it, slew. This is more of a slurry. Yeah, so a slurry, a, a flurry, a, a flurry, yeah, a flurry. Yeah. All right. So the good a, news, a spritz, a a freckle. The good news, as we came in, Colin said we got this last week. It's a little letter. Mm-hmm. It says IG and Office. Greg Miller, Colin already beyond, and he drew or he, she maybe drew a beyond logo. Do you know, where did this come from? So uh, this uh, this young gentleman's father was in the states on business. I think Oi! he's from the UK. Oh, Oi! Um, and he was at a Giants game, or whatever. And he was, and I think the kid told him, like, "Well, well, AT and T Park's right near IGN's office, which it is. We're only a block away." Right. And so he came out and he hand delivered. It was a very nice man. We took nice. a picture together. Um, what a nice old man. And uh, yeah, he and here's his letter. Did you not read it before we? No. Oh, you're going in cold. Is it? Is it's, it, a, is it's, it, a, it's a. It's a. It's a curse word. It's a death threat. Go ahead and read it. Dear Ooh. Greg Collin in the ever-rotating third chair. Hey. I am writing this letter from Jersey, the UK, not the new one. Ah, see uh. you there? I'm a big fan of the show and was wondering what your most anticipated games are in the run-up to Christmas. Yours truly, Louis Donahoe. Beyond. P.S. I miss Ryan and scratched out what he screwed up and wrote Goldfarb and then made a little cry emoticon. <laughs> He started to write Andrew. He wrote Andrew, and then he he wrote Andrew Goldfarb, and then he's like, you know what? He's not just Goldfarb. Yeah. Uh, what are we looking at forward to in the the run to Christmas? Triple A games. It Far Cry Four. Ooh, yeah, Far Cry Four. Hundred percent. That's pretty much the only Triple A game I'm really excited about for the rest of the year. Do you think it's going to make it? <laughs> yes, because there's been there's been concern in the IGN office with some of the with the Martys. In the in in the Justins that they think it might not make. It, if they actually. don't, I'll be so depressed. Because actually, that's my holiday game. I think though. I said on Game Scoop, I'm predicting this game will oh, get delayed. Oh, sorry. Then it was you and um, one of the other guys. But uh, it sounds like it's going forward. Surely so, they would have cool. delayed it by now, right? You think so? Well, look no. At Drive Club. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's true. But what, this game's supposed to come out in what November? Yeah. And it's October first now. Yep. Yeah. It too late. Ubisoft's usually on top of stuff like that. Yeah. I, 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 hope, I hope, dude. I really hope not. I, like, I'm really, I want that game so bad, and I me want too. to just sit there and just be left alone me for too. like a week. Yeah, I mean, Christmas I don't, I don't want it to get delayed. Every time I just you go to the bathroom, hunch. I'm going to run in your room and turn on multiplayer and just leave it to open so people can oh, just good, run in and join you. No, no, I, I hear. So you. the elephant stampede. I, hear, I mean, if, it's, if the game's really in trouble, I do hope it gets delayed. But I just feel like they would have that all buttoned up by now. Right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. But they, they have a lot. They're buggling. You know, Buggling a lot of jaws, is what I was going to say, but juggling a lot of balls is what I was going to say. Buggling a lot of jaws. <laughs> Hashtag. That's a great box quote. Yeah. Far Cry 4. Buggling a lot of jaws, IGN. Uh, but they, they have all sorts, of balls. <laughs> all sorts of balls in the air with Assassin's Creed. Right, like that. Right, Not that right. the same studios are working on them, but it would be, at the same time, Like I, I wouldn't have put Far Cry 4 out this year to begin with because we already have our big game. Yeah. You know, so like put it in next quarter or something like sure. that. Well, it's also, I mean, there's a, a, a little game hitting next gen. Uh, this fall that is sort of making a couple of other games scurry and it's Grand Theft Auto 5. So if you're making an open world game this fall, like you're already a little worried because I think GTA 5 is going to hit. A lot of people are going to play it for the first time and uh, I think it's going to impact the Far Cries and the Assassin's Creed's and even uh, 
Yeah, I'm not really sure what else there is in in that in that spectrum, but like it's a, that's a scary time. It's just the way the way all the uh, first person shooters used to clear out of the way for Call of Duty. Yeah, um, which I think I think they still do to an extent. I think you have to worry about that with open world games because people do get fatigued over those. What's crazy is that someone is going to play GTA Five for the first time, and who is that person? Because the game sold like thirty something million copies. How many people? How many how many copies did The Last of Us sell? How many people played that? Six. Six, on PS3, six million, right? Six or seven. Yeah. Uh, how many how many PS4s are out there? Ten. Ten. So I mean, there's math right there. I right? know, but it's just I, I'm just saying. Look, that's I'm just it's so extraordinary to me that anyone that was interested in that the, game. The didn't stat play we it. heard internally about uh, how many people on P, who own PS4 who hadn't played The Last of Us was shocking to me. Uh, that game probably sold very well on PS4 and uh, GTA. Oh, 5 it was, was the best selling game that month. Yeah, it's going to sell. GTA 5 is going to sell very well on PS4. I think it's going to sell well. It's just that difference of. It won't do thirty million. It yeah. made sense to me that you bought a PlayStation Four and hadn't played Last of Us. Yeah. You know, maybe you 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 were at the Xbox from launch or whatever. You had you were committed to that ecosystem. That's where you stuck around, mm-hmm. right? And then you switch brands here. You go to PlayStation. There it is. But like Grand Theft Auto, right? You theoretically had a PS3 or a 360, and you would have played it already. Sure. So sure. I, I, yeah, I I'm really interested to see the numbers. That, that yeah. game sold so well. I was just yeah. like, wow. There's also the you I mean the amount of people that that are are probably willing to double dip. On a game like that, so uh, and I think it'll probably come with a, a a bunch of stuff packed in that wasn't sure. there when you first bought the original. That's true. One. So um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, but yeah, Far, Far Cry is up there for me. Um, Smash Brothers is a big one. Mm. I'm playing a ton of Smash Brothers on 3DS. Uh, we got our early we, builds of that. Or, how do you like it? You can, we can talk about it now, right? Yeah, no, I, I really like it. Mm. Um, it's it's something I didn't think would translate to 3DS. I thought the 3DS would sort of be like um, watching a movie on a phone compared to right. watching a movie on a big screen. Um, I thought it would be sort of an appetizer before the Wii U version, but no, this is a full-fledged, really awesome Smash Brothers game. Are people playing in the office? Yeah. Okay, because I, when I got my copy, it was like that first wave, and then I went out of town, and then I, I came back, and then I went out of town again. Yeah, yeah. And like I played it that first weekend, I was like, smash, yeah, and I opened yeah, yeah. it up, and the screen was too small. I, like, I'm playing on an original 3DS. Oh, uh, okay. And like I tried to play online, and it was chugging, and then I didn't oh, like really? Smash Run, and I just put it down. I'm like, maybe if people are playing The Office, I'll get back to so it. So I'm not wild about Smash Run, but I think that uh, like I was jumping on a few multiplayer matches with Jose oh. and with Mitch throughout the last two weeks, and it, it's all worked perfectly for Ad me. hoc or online? Just local. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, like if we're doing like we did Mario Golf, where people are playing every morning. Morning. I can yeah, see you getting yeah, yeah. Into it, uh, and the game comes out Friday, so I think you'll see sure. uh, so, sort of more of the common folk at IGN. Smash Brothers is big at IGN; it has been yeah, for yeah. years. So, um, yeah, we'll see how well that translates to uh, a, a handheld. I think sure. um, for a lot of people, they they probably are cautiously optimistic about it, and they're waiting for the Wii U version. But yeah. yeah, it's an interesting strategy. You know, it's it's kind of cool to see something like that happen. So, my holiday game coming up that I'm excited for is Lego Batman Three. Yeah, I like yeah, Lego. Yeah. Ba- I like Lego games in general. They're going to space. Yeah, out in space, doing all these different things in space. space. <laughs> uh, yeah. Space. Adam West is in it. Yeah. Stephen Amell from Arrow. Kevin Hell, yeah. Smith. Kevin Smith is in it. it? Yeah, they yeah, announced yeah. this morning. Yeah. You're, uh, yeah, yeah. you're hosting a. Don't spoil the show. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> we have to talk about New York Comic Con coming up. Got it. But we'll get to this stuff first. Because, ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know, in the first 20 minutes of this podcast, this is Podcast Beyond IGN's PlayStation Podcast, the number one PlayStation podcast on the internet with a dash of Smash Brothers. That's right. <laughs> uh, remember, we usually post the show every Tuesday as an MP3, every Wednesday as a video. We're a day delayed because I was in LA working yesterday. Now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be. The Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. There are I rolled seven the R's items on that. So uh, baker's <laughs> Dozen. That's, uh, yes, perfect. Uh, I couldn't print it out. I, my printer just doesn't work anymore. Really? My, 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 computer, my computer connectivity to the printer is just all messed up. I don't know. Oh, why. yeah. Uh, both of you guys were fired yesterday. Oh, okay. Sorry. First things first. Well, print- <laughs> the printer. The last episode of Podcast Beyond. Let's do it. <laughs> Number one. 
PlayStation Plus's free content for October has been revealed. If you're looking for PS4 games, you're in luck. Drive Club will be free upon its release, at least in a limited form with 11 tracks and 10 cars. Dust and Elysian Tale, which was, I think, on Xbox 360, is coming to PS4, and that will also be free, as will Spelunky. Uh, really? Oh, yeah, Spelunky? Farm freaking out. Uh, PS3 gamers will get free access to Batman Arkham Asylum. Yeah. Wow. And Dungeons and Dragons Chronicles of Mystara, which I never got to play, but I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vita players get Picks the Cat for free, which is also coming to PS4. And that game looks really, really cool. It's it's a it's um like a puzzle game, a black and white puzzle game that's styled like it's a 1920s cartoon. That's um, awesome. And Rainbow Moon, the Vita, Rainbow the Moon. Vita and PS3 RPG will also yeah. be free. You love that game. I do. I really do love that game. It's weird. It's weird why I love that game so much. It's just... Uh, well, we'll get to them later. The, the the guys that are doing that studio are are the guys that do that game. That studio are doing another game, which is coming oh, to Vita. Okay. I'm very excited. Run Moon Two. This one's for you, Greg. Number two. Minecraft's release on PS Vita appears imminent. Porting Studio 4J Games confirmed that Sony has the final build of their game in the hands in their hands for certification as of September 24th. So it could have passed it already. Oh God, I don't uh, know why Mo- I'm not there yet. Mojang notes that the Vita version is similar to the PS3 version. Quotes and quote includes all the features from the most recent PlayStation 3 version, including online play. End quote. Remember, if you already own it on PS3, you get it for free on Vita, which is can, awesome. I played get- it at um, Tokyo Game Show. I don't know if you saw my video, but uh, it was. I just quit, I did a quick run around. Uh, started punching a bunch of animals. Yeah. <clears throat> I played the creator mode so I saw how high I could fly to sort of check out the draw distance. Um, it's not as great as PS4. It might be a little worse than PS3 yeah. in terms of draw distance, but uh, as a guy who's played a lot of Minecraft on uh, mobile devices, it's awesome to play that game with buttons. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I was hoping that there was a chance for this Tuesday because obviously mm-hmm. when they were like, we've submitted the PS4 version in Xbox One, they, you know, Flipped every switch in the world to get it out as soon as possible. Now the fact they haven't scares me because it obviously got rejected last time around. They had to restart yeah, yeah. there now. Hopefully next week we'll see. Right now we have a question from Eric Jones. He says, "Beyond, beyond, beyond." Good day, Colin, Greg, and the ever rotating third chair. Hey. With the recent news that Minecraft for Vita is almost complete, I was considering buying it. I've never played Minecraft before, but with my gaming taste now expanded with the release of smaller indie games, I am willing to try, even though. It's only a few years old now. Does Minecraft have a steep learning curve for a newcomer? Can you complete a great... Nope, I don't know what he's trying to say there. So we won't even read that last line. Uh, Some people think they write a good sentence and then it's just... just, uh, Can you complete... So the, what, what I love about Minecraft is that um, it, I feel like it brings you in uh, very, very beautifully and kind of uh, with great... Uh, like a good a good level of charm and simplicity uh it's it's daunting to sort of look at what people can do on youtube when they build like uh, a functioning uss enterprise and like stuff like that to me is 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 mind-blowing it's sort of like the difference between putting together like a cool lego set that you buy at toys r us and like when you see somebody make an entire functional city out of lego right like that's nuts Uh, and minecraft's a really it's really smart it's sort of just being like Here's what you have to work with. It's very intuitive. Start it off. When you die, it's sort of like you f- you figure out why that mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. You know, it it sort of teaches you as it goes without being uh, in your face with tutorials and stuff like that. And yeah. I think that's the the what the game's greatest appeal is that it's uh, it's it brings you in and it does so very well. And it never really feels like I'm playing an indie game. It just feels like I'm playing this really cool open world game and I get to just do things at my own pace. Yeah, I mean, you and I started, you know, the Let's Play series here, here on IGN, which you should, of course, watch every Wednesday, even though I think we've missed two now. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta get on that sometime. Yeah. <laughs> if only there was more hours in the day. Yes, but many. if you go, you can watch them all here on IGN and of course, youtube.com slash Minecraft IGN. And we started from not knowing anything, right? It was finally on PS3. I was like, all right, let's play through it and see what's up. and 
we waded into it in a way that we learned our own and then like when you get to parts where because like right now in the console version of it, it, they you go to like your crafting thing and you yeah. see like recipes you see what you need you understand and even when i tried to do some pc stuff the i don't know other six months ago you mm-hmm. jumped in and that's not even really there in yeah. some of it so it's like wow this is already like the console's already dumbed down enough to make it like get in there have some fun play yep. around do what's up and then when you get to a wall where you do th- think about like well how do i do this how do i do that you can google find a wiki it's on mm-hmm. there yeah, so I think I think it's a totally easy game to get into. Yeah, and it's it's something you Not can. I mean, if you wanted to start a game, build a house, throw on throw some lights on the wall, and live in it, like you could totally do that, and it's easy yeah. to do. Now, if you want your house to be like this immaculate glass tower with you know uh, elevators and all sorts of contraptions, you can do that too. But like, you just want a, a dirt shanty to live in with a hole in the floor that brings you down. To that's how we did forever. Cool minds. Yeah. yeah, you could totally do that. Um, it's kind of choose your own adventure like that, and that's what I really appreciate about yeah. it. Colin, you ever going to play Minecraft? Yeah, when it comes to Vita. Okay. I think that's where it will be make most sense for me. Sure, yeah. I'm, I, I, same thing as always, like on the train or waiting at the airport. I'm just like, God, I wish I had Minecraft right now. Number three. PS Vita's new firmware is about to go live, and it's probably already live by the time you hear this. Oh, my god! This is a big one. Firmware Update 3.30 was promised at the pre-TGS press conference and brings customization options along sought by Vita players, including the ability to change the look of the icons and the background music. Themes similar to PS3's themes will be available for Freedom Wars, Uncharted, Golden Abyss, and Tearaway right off the bat. PS4's ability to be given uh, or to see a given trophy's rarity will also be available on Vita once the update goes live, which is very cool. Um the what? themes thing is really exciting for me, by yeah. the way, because I, I I use my Vita all the time, and I'm I'm not I'm still not wild about the the bubble system. Like, it, but see, that's the whole thing is the bubbles still exist. Yeah, this doesn't do away. Like when I read the announcement, like when I was reading Collins, uh, he stayed up late to do all the news for this. I woke up the next morning, I was reading it, and I immediately thought, oh no way, they're gonna give it the XMB of the PS3, and then I can hide everything and not get away from bubbles. And no, it's just like. There's now uh, you'll get the Freedom Wars thing, so there'll be a lock screen free, Freedom Wars thing, and then there'll be a background behind the bubbles, and it's like, well, god dang it, I could do that now with JPEGs. Yeah, you could. I guess. I, I mean, I guess I sort of just like the way they're arranged a little bit better. Uh, it's just they do move around. Yeah, 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 it's it's a little more custom. But I'm I'm you're totally right. It it feels like the least uh, of their of their family of of of, of platforms. It feels like the least uh, consistent with everything else. Like, mm. And I, I do like the way. Uh, I, I love the PS3 in- interface. I actually love the PS4 interface even yeah. more. But the Vita one feels like the weird stepchild of the bunch. So as soon as they make a way to put all my PS4 games in under one thing, I yeah. think I like PS4 more. Well, right I have, now the fact that it's like we all have every downloaded game <laughs> just yeah, scroll yeah, yeah. forever to even get the library to download a new game. Yeah, that's a weird thing. You turn on your PS4, you're like, what should I play? Wall of Squares. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the Vita is weird because I I still and probably will after this have two folders called garbage and more garbage. Oh yeah. Where yeah. I just put a bunch of Here's, junk. I never the, use. I, I call it PS crap. Really? Uh, near all the junk you can't yeah, delete yeah, from your you Vita can't maps. Delete. You're like, I don't want it. But I have the same thing on my iPhone. It's yep. like stocks and all this other yeah, shit yeah. that I never touch. Yeah. So I don't know. Fix it. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I'm, I'm sure eventually they'll let us delete near. Baby yeah. steps. Baby steps. No one uses near. Number four. This one's interesting. This one was funny to me. Visceral Games, the studio behind Battlefield Hardline, has gone as far as to promise that its game will actually work once it's launched. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw the story. Visceral Games' Ian Millam told Game Revolution, quote, what you're basically asking is, your, is your game going to work? And the answer is yes, it's going to work. We already had one very successful beta. We're going to have another beta on every platform we ship on. We'll take shipping a, we take shipping a working game pretty seriously. So yes, this game will work, end quote. The questions and skepticism come from DICE's botching of Battlefield 4, which was notoriously broken for many gamers at launch and continues to be broken for many gamers to this day. Indeed, a huge Battlefield 4 patch is on the near horizon as the game continues to be fixed nearly a year after it launched. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, sh- they show like what 
that shows like the skepticism of releasing that that was created by releasing Battlefield right. 4 in its state. Not that I ever played that game, but just hearing the cries of agony from people playing that game is like a, unbelievable to me. A, a bad game is like a tramp stamp on a franchise. Sure. Like it's just it's always there. It's hideous and you see it every time you're trying to hit that. Like it's basically, <laughs> it's 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 really hard to get around. I mean, I, I think uh, Sega's dealing with, with it right now with with Alien, and they're looking at Colonial Marines, and it's just, people are saying, "Well, what about this? What about that?" You know, uh, it's the fact that you in an interview you have to be like, "Does your new game work?" You wouldn't do that to any other developer, right? Because you wouldn't go up to Nintendo or Sony or uh, imagine if you went to Naughty Dog. Hey, d- does does your new game work? Of course it does. That's a stupid question. Next question, please. But you have to ask that here because their last game didn't. And what's so depressing is it's a different developer. Yeah. yeah. Right? That's the real, that's yeah, the real yeah, yeah. thing about it. Like, it's similar to, you know, one Call of Duty doesn't work. Like, Sledgehammers doesn't work. And then the next, you know, who, what is it? Infinity Ward. Yeah, then yeah. Then they'd have to be like, yes, ours yes, works. Sorry yes, that theirs sorry, looked Sorry. Sorry. Number five. Number five. The Evil Within has officially gone gold. The upcoming survival horror game from Shinji Mikami, the mastermind behind the old awesome Resident Evil games, is due to launch on October 14th, my birthday, <gasps> in North America and Europe, October 16th in Australia and New Zealand, and October 23rd in Japan, where the game is known by the much better name Psycho Break. Uh, Psycho Break! Uh, so I, I brought this up just because I played it for the first time. I've been excited about this game. Because mm-hmm. I, I love Mikami, and I love old Resident Evil games. Like, very much. Yeah. I wrote a piece about how I even loved, like, ink ribbons and stuff like that. Like, yeah. I love everything about, like, how those games worked. Except for maybe the tank controls. Just, they don't add up anymore. But I played it. I went hands-on with it for, like, maybe 10 or 15 minutes at TGS, and I liked it a lot. Yeah. Like, I, I like what they're doing in this game. Now, whether or not it pans out, I have no idea whether the game will be good or bad. I don't know. But, I like, what I said was, like, all the ingredients for a proper survival horror game are there. Yeah. We haven't had a proper survival horror game, a AAA survival horror game in a long time. And I said probably since Dead Space. The original one, which was awesome. And speaking of visceral. Uh, and uh, I, I'm i excited about it. Yeah. I'm very excited about it. It's a game. When I get back from Comic-Con, that game, I'm going to jump right into that game. Mm, interesting. See what it's all about. Yeah, when I saw I saw it at PAX East on its debut, and I was like, this looks like garbage. Yeah. And so, like, I, you know, we'll see. Hopefully it's turned around. It's it's good that you'd like it. Or yeah, that's Colin, what you're looking for. Colin got me excited for it. Uh, he, you know, when I, uh, the people that have told me they liked it, they've said the same thing a lot. And they've said the magical words for me, which are Resident Evil 4. Like mm-hmm. It sort of feels like Resident Evil 4, and I'm like, that's a good sweet spot for me. So, but I'm with you. We don't get enough survival horror games. You know, it's it's amazing that that genre is criminally un, un, you know underrepresented on on next gen platforms. You get some PC stuff here and there, but even Dead Space, as you mentioned, like has completely left the train station in terms of what that used to be. Yeah, yeah. which is why I don't care um, about it anymore. Yeah, yeah, that was that was what was so disappointing when I played the original Dead Space, which I I adore <clears> that game. I think that game's I think that game's really really good. Yeah, it's great. And um. I was so excited for Dead Space 2 because I was like, oh, good. Like, yeah. And then they just kind of went, like, slowly went off the deep end to the point where with Dead Space 3, I was like, I don't even care anymore. And Capcom did the same thing with Resident Evil. Like, yeah, Resident actually... Evil 4 to Resident Evil 5 is a really big jump of nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. 100%. I, it was heartbreaking for me to play 5. And a lot of people I talked to here were like, oh, it's good if you don't go in expecting a Resident Evil game. And I was like, well, th- don't put that on the box. Yeah, don't call then. it Resident Evil 5. Um, and they just said in an interview recently <laughs> with, with uh, Mitch Dyer from IGN that uh, the reason the Revelations franchise is sort of breaking off as their, uh, their survival horror is that uh, they have... Uh, evolved the 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 traditional Resident Evil franchise as their action their action line now. So Resident Evil Seven will undoubtedly be an action game, and Resident Evil Revelations Two and Three will move closer and closer back to Four and Three and Two and One, which was the ones that I really appreciate in that series. So um, yeah, we need more 
survival horror games because Dead Space ain't doing it and Resident Evil ain't doing it. No, it's a shame. Somebody's got to do it. Resident Evil 5 really stung me because it was just like, what are you guys doing? You know, like I was like, it's a fine game, but like, why is this a Resident Evil game? So it was, I, it was like, it was really, I was so disappointed. In that I wish game. you could have seen my face playing that game because it was like, I was like, like my jaw was dropped, and not in a wow, this is stunning, but in a oh my god, what are you doing to this thing? I loved. It was like a bad cover. Song you kill more people in the first like half an hour of Resident Evil Five than you kill in like the entire Resident Evil Four. Yeah, like you just like kill everyone. There's yeah. just it's just like like when you're going through that village, I'm like, how many? Zombies are that like they don't build. There's no tension. No, you know? like, no, never. And that was what Dead Space did so well. I mean, Dead, I could write a friggin' essay on how Dead Space did survival horror so well. Like probably the, the greatest survival horror game with the exception of Resident Evil Four. Yeah. Um, and remake I thought was really good on GameCube. Yeah, remake was great. And now they're re remaking remake, uh, which is cool. What are they going to call that? <laughs> re remake. Re remake. Uh, I'm excited for that. By the way, me too. I know we're, we're on the Resident Evil franchise right now, but I'm but not I, the Mikami games. The Mikami games are great. Yeah, exactly. And even I even like Resident Evil Zero. I know that's not a very popular thing, but and I remember when I got Resident Evil I don't Zero think on a lot GameCube, of liked Resident Evil Zero. like I remember I was so obsessed with doing it perfectly, like getting like I would restart the game like over and over. Yeah, I get like halfway through, <laughs> and then I'm like, ah, I used too many bullets, and I go back. And but no games make you do that anymore because there's no, no scarcity. That was what I loved about the Ink Ribbon. And everyone's like, no, like you should have player choice. Like no, you can't save whenever you want. Yeah, you can save seven times or whatever. You know. From beginning to end, so figure it out. That yep. was like what was so fun about it. Yeah, you know? and we've lost the spirit of Sorrel Hard. So, so I think that you know whether this game turns out or not, it's just like I played a part where you just walk up to this mansion. It's awesome. Looks great, and then you just walk into it, and you have no idea what the hell you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. There's just a room here and a staircase here, and you can go into the basement. And I'm like, yes, yeah, yes. I have no idea what the hell is going on in this place. <laughs> you know, and, and, and like. Outlast actually gave me that that feeling too of foreboding, but it's not it's not a triple A survival horror game. It's you you know fighting it. it well, it's, you know it's it's different. I feel I feel like Outlast was sort of like a let's go down a list of uh, sort of uh, contextual horror movie tropes, which was like here are the twins and here's the crickety wheelchair that rolls down the hall mm-hmm. and here's the murder mm-hmm. man with the eye and all that stuff like that you're like okay that's cool man. but this just feels sort of like uh, it feels like a movie I'd watch on stars. No, I, I, I understand. And plus, that game fell off a the, the world's biggest cliff Yes. at the end. Yes. I was just like, what? This, uh, I, I, I loved it, and then I was like, oh, God, I, just, I wish I had stopped playing it halfway Sure. Down. Number six. This is an interesting one, too. In the late 90s, Insomniac Games created Spyro the Dragon, but it's been nearly 15 years since the studio worked on any Spyro games. In a conversation with IGN, Insomniac founder Ted Price said that he hasn't written off going back to the Spyro one day. Although the studio doesn't own the license, Activision does, Spyro games are also in progress in the form of Skylanders. He said, quote, Activision's done a great job with Spyro. They resurrected him, and in my opinion, Skylanders is is still about Spyro. It's got the same aesthetic, the same broad appeal, and they've done a great job of bringing that character and his world to a brand uh, brand new set of fans. That's very hard to do in an age where a lot of games are darker and grittier. We'll always love Spiral. I've learned never to say, learned to never say never. So who knows? Mm. Um, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think Insomniac is built to make a game like that anymore. Um, the guys that are built to make that game make Ratchet. Yeah, um, and they're working on Ratchet. So I wouldn't count on it. And also, uh, this was the same conversation we had when PlayStation All Stars came out. Like Insomniac doesn't own Spyro, so like they can't just be like, yeah, let's make a Spyro game. You know, like that's not that's not up to them. You're going to have a very tough time convincing anyone in Activision to make a spiral game that doesn't come with hundreds of dollars toys. worth of purchasable mm-hmm. plastic figures. That was like, the interesting thing about this quote that it's still about Spyro. I don't think yeah. it is. It's about toys. It's about yeah. interchangeable toys and cool things. I never hear you know, when you talk to a kid about uh Skylanders, they never say their favorite Skylanders, Spyro. Spyro, no. Yeah. yeah. It's and the pirate. Yar. Number seven. It's the final one. This is when we go over all the things that were announced. The final. 
I'm excited about this one. Soldner X2, the niche but awesome PS3 space shooter, is officially coming to Vita. Oh, nice. I think it's I think it's going to be awesome there. Soldner X2 is a great game. Um, and that was what I was referring to. The guys that made Soldner X and Soldner X2 made Rainbow Moon. Rainbow Moon. Uh, Thomas Was Alone, which is already on PS3 and Vita, is also coming to PS4 in November. Skullgirls Encore, the hardcore fighting game, has been delayed for release on PS4 and Vita until 2015. The quirky arcade game Whoa Dave has been announced for PS4 and Vita and will launch soon. I played uh, that game. Sony came in with five games on Vita for me to play that are coming up, including Hotline Miami 2, which I cannot so wait for. And we, 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 we moved on because I was talking only about AAA games, but that is my most anticipated game this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That um, looks awesome. And... Uh, Woe Day was one of those games, and it's it's just a very strange kind of cool game. It's it reminds me of like it's a static screen like Mario Brothers, the original Mario Brothers arcade game, uh, but you throw things at enemies like Mario too. Um, like oh wow, it, that sounds it, great. It's just very strange. I don't know if it'll have any more appeal than like me playing. What's it for their one problem day. with Dave? Uh, I don't know. We'll find out. The aliens <laughs> are coming. I think they. It's basically like alien eggs drop, and then they hatch, and you have to uh-huh. kill them all as they hatch. And sounds great. Um, so Wait. you should check out that piece on on on. Uh, the five other games I saw. So it's why, why do you think something's wrong with Dave? Well, they're like, whoa, Dave. Like, they're surprised that he's See, I there. thought it was like, whoa, Dave. Whoa, Dave. Oh, like, like he's, he's doing, doing some cool really tricks. cool. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. well, then, I, I mean, it's, it's all clear. Is there an exclamation point? Yeah, at the end of Dave. If there's enemies in the game, whoa, it means Dave. somebody has a problem with whoa, Dave, Dave, right? Yeah, you're right. Somebody's got a problem with Dave. It's sure. not just, whoa, sure. it's not like Dave standing there being like, aren't I great? And you press A and it says, yeah. Well, I mean, what's Mario? What's Mario's problem? Why has everybody got a problem with Mario? Dude, they're trying to steal his girlfriend and have things do things to her. <laughs> I don't know what Bowser wants with her. That's a good question. What does Bowser want with her? I think he Doesn't just he needs, want to marry her or something? He just needs a woman's touch in his He's in got his all these home. goddamn kids floating around. He, somebody's got to keep yeah, him alive. Well, that, I don't think they're his children. It's kind of like Bebe's kids, but with uh, dinosaurs. Regardless, he needs a partner to help him keep these children in line. He he can't, you, can't walk, you can't be a single parent to nine no, no, turtles no, no. or whatever the hell they are. You can't. That's, a hard, that's a hard life. Uh... Yeah, I never really thought about that. I always thought he like wanted to marry her. He was in love with her or something. Like that. Yeah, well, what yeah, but he's never nice to her. He's never like he's never like he doesn't know how to treat. But he's never like he's never like uh, you, know, you want to kiss or anything like that. No, he's never like let's I got you a ring or anything. This no, it's just like hey, you're here now. That's I didn't think about what what's we're next supposed to do. Next. Yeah, I, I was hate, so focused on just I just hate you. that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I just hate that Italian so much. I steal everything he loves. But yeah, if you want to see more about the Vita games I played, Whoa Dave is one of them. Whoa. Hotline Miami 2 is one of them. Fly Hunter Origins is one, which is in bad shape. Uh, what were the other two? Thomas was alone. I, n- I couldn't get into that game. I liked it. Thomas, really? yeah, I didn't, I didn't play it much I didn't either. beat it, but That's I not on that piece, though. Nidhogg is one of them coming to Vita. Yep. How's uh, Nidhogg looking? Good. It's it's cool. You can play it on the same Vita. Oh, nice. Like two people. Really? Yeah. Uh, and there's one more. I can't remember what it is. Yeah, whatever. You'll Action that. RPG Moon Hunters has been announced for PS4 and Vita and will launch in late 2015. The game was kind of cool. Colorful 2.5D platformer shoe is ah! headed to PS4, PS3, and Vita. Have they announced anything about a shoe? Hey, you shoot a I don't skin. know, but I hope so. I remember when that came out and people oh. made awesome like GIFs. Well, remember we made the video. Oh, okay. Yeah, we did that. That video will people now be inserted in this uh, article. <coughs> so go to the article on IGN. Look at the shoe vid. Oh, that's right. That was awesome. What if Shuhei Yoshida was in shoe? That's, yeah. That, one of man. my favorite things. That was so good. I was like, guys, you have to do this. It has a chance of going viral. Nobody, yeah. nobody Shout watched. out to Shuhei Yoshida, by the way. We uh, we spent some time with him in Japan when mm-hmm. we were there for TGS. What a cool. wonderful man. Very yeah, cool he's a very man. nice man. Yeah. What a nice man. Uh, skating game sequel, Ali Ali 2, Welcome to Hollywood, will come to PS4 and Vita in 2015. Ali Ali is Apparently, really, really popular, um, and Sony is helping bring that to PS4 and Vita first, I think. Uh, and old and old school JRPG Pure Solar, which just came to PS4 and PS3 this week, is coming to Vita soon as well. Now, and they confirmed that to me on on Twitter because I was complaining about how I can't play it on Vita. Uh, that game looks awesome. And if you don't know, if you don't know anything about Pure Solar, it was a Sega Genesis JRPG that was made in 2010. 
Um, and it's made within the, the technological confines and, and limitations of the time. Um, so I like, think Fantasy Star 3 or 4 or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, it looks so good. I like can't can't wait to play that game. Uh, it's supposed to be a full media, like 40-hour JRPG. Mm-hmm. Nice. And with all sprites and... and I think it looks really cool. So that's definitely, awesome. definitely, that's on PS4, PS3 this week. Uh, but definitely check out uh, the trailers and stuff for because I think that game looks so cool. Like, yeah. The guys that made it, Watermelon Games, I think they're called, um, and they're bringing it to everything. They even brought it to Dreamcast, which is weird. Really? Yeah. Wow. That old chestnut. As usual, Colin, you missed something for the Roper Report. This one comes from Derek in Idaho. Greg, Colin, the ever rotating third chair beyond. 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 Gentlemen. I am a new dad trying to balance my family and my video well, game Well, how would time. I know that? My daughter, Chloe, will be a year old that's soon. <laughs> For the childless, that's the time they start learning to talk. Because I think it would be a great story, I have been trying to get my child's first word to be beyond. Oh, man. Practice started weeks ago. We would sit on the floor and I would repeat, like an idiot, mind you, beyond, over and over beyond, beyond. He goes on like that for a while. For weeks, finally, after crushing mode difficulty, she looked me in the eye and said, Dad, if I wanted to know what games were coming out this week, where would I go? <laughs> You're asking me? Yeah. The Your dad. Andrew Goldfarb, Your dad the Andrew Goldfarb <laughs> uh, memorial list of upcoming PlayStation software on all three platforms <laughs> by the iGenitor. <laughs> that was great. Derek uh, knows. So there are a lot of games this week. Woo! So there's a, it's there, raining games! There's a lot. There's Hallelujah! Hallelujah you are a soul into that, bro. That was really good, right? Yeah. It's a part into that. I know. It was almost like it was like three fourths of the way into the song. Greg always brings the, the absolutely. The, so you know the beauty. Yeah. I've seen you really get like really. No, I've known you for a long time. I've never seen you really. There's just be exuberant. There's just so many games. I know. There are. There are. Ready? Shadow of Mordor is available on PS4, which everyone loves. Digitally. Yeah. I haven't had the chance to play it yet. Yep. Chariot is available at uh, digitally on PS4. This is all PS4. Futuridium EP Deluxe is available digitally. Natural Doctrine, the strategy RPG, is available digitally and at retail. Pierce, Are these real game names you're yep. saying? Pierce Solar and the Great Architects, the game we were just talking about, is available digitally. Second Chance Heroes, which looks kind of cool, is available digitally. Mm-hmm. Crimes uh, Crimes and Punishments, Sherlock Holmes' game, is available uh, digitally and at retail. And Warriors Orochi 3 Ultimate is available at uh, digitally. I don't know if it's at retail as well. PS3. Natural Doctrine is available digitally and at retail. Persona 4 Arena Ultimax, which uh, uh, Vince really loved, the fighting game, is available digitally and at retail. Pierce Solar and the Great Architects is available digitally and at retail. Sherlock Holmes Crimes and Punishment is available at retail and digitally. Short Piece Ranko. Short Piece Ranko movie. Buying it. It's actually, <laughs> that, 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 that game is actually supposed to be really good. It's, a, it's a, I think, an, like a side-scrolling action game. Um, Short Piece Ranko movie. Yeah, that's not the full name either. I don't know like, what it is. It's, it's like a total Japanese name. Um, Shocking. But, uh, but Vince played it a while ago and he loved it. It's available digitally. Falling Skies the Game is available Based on PS3. On the Noah Wiley yeah. show? No, no way. No way, yeah. really? Is I he did, in it? Uh, looks like it. How did we miss this chance? Did you, to stop watching, you stop watching that show, right? Yeah. yeah. It, felt, it was too much. I got about it halfway through the second season. I thought the first season was, was interesting. I, I thought the first season was good too. I love the intro to this, this, this show too when yeah. the kids are drawing the pictures and yep. like explaining what happened. I love that. Um, the Invisibles, Invisibles, The Lost Kingdom is available on PS3. Alwar Arcade Bundle and Warriors Orochi 3 are also available on PS3. Vita, Invisibles, The Alliance, it's yeah, game. it's available. Futuridium EP Deluxe is available digitally. Natural Doctrine is available uh, digitally and at retail. And Warriors Orochi 3 Ultimate is available digitally and at retail. PS1 Classics. Uh, here we go. Namco Museum Volume 1, Namco Museum Volume 2, Namco Museum Volume 3, Namco wow. Museum Volume 4, <laughs> Namco Museum Volume 5. PS2 All Classics. at once? Yeah. Wow, you caught! I killed you. You're killing Brian. How many museums Namco? are there? And uh, 
PS2 Classics, The Incredibles are available. Pre-orders, Alien Isolation for PS3 and PS4. Ah. Borderlands pre-sequel for PS3. And uh, that's it. I guess that's I, probably I, that's more games, games than ever. I guess I forgot Alien was coming to PS3. Huh. Maybe it's not. Let me double check. No Suikoden? No Minecraft Vita? No. Bunch of BS. Nothing. But there are five Namco No, nope, it is coming to PS3 and PS4. Wow, interesting. Mitchell Morgan writes in to beyond at IGN.com oh, just like you can and says, Hey guys. Hello. Hi. This year, a few other IGN fans and I set up an Extra Life team for the IGN community. If you don't know, Extra Life is a gaming charity marathon that supports the Children's Miracle Network. All you have to do is send emails to your friends, family, etc. Maybe use Twitter or Facebook asking for donations. Then on Saturday, October 25th, you'll play video games from the comfort of your home for 24 hours straight. All the money you raise during that time will go to a children's hospital of your choice. Anyone can join Team IGN by visiting extra-life.org slash team slash IGN. Wanted to throw that out there. Do that. Not yeah, go support so much. We, we did it uh, a couple years ago. Yeah, it was, that, a, what was a long time ago now. It was probably 2010. That was the it. infamous one where you and I streamed Uncharted 2 multiplayer, and I t- it was so hot in there, I took off my shirt and clipped it to my chest hair, and then Long Dong Silver Yeah, that's joined. what we met, Long Dong Silver. Yeah. Those were the Our days. good friend Long Dong Silver. Never that's forget. also when I played Mark Ryan Silly in a hundred straight matches of Marvel versus Capcom Two. How many? Did you and win? he beat me. the The deal was that he would actually quit the, his job, and they would hire me as his job, and then I would hire him back underneath me if I ever beat him in a game. Did you ever beat him? No. He beat you a hundred <laughs> straight times, and, he, and, and, and eventually I was able to start picking his team and stuff like that. Yeah, and he still. You were giving him like all the stupid robot characters. Yeah, I was giving him like serve bot and roll. And he was still whooping your ass. Yeah, man, <laughs> he's really. good. I got close a couple times. That doesn't mean anything. That game's hard if you don't know how, like, how to play it. Like, a oh, real yeah. person plays it. Yeah. yeah. So Extra Life's good. Everyone should do it if you have the time. Uh, we're all scattered to the winds. Speaking of which, why I need your help and why I'm not doing it is I'll be in Columbia, Missouri on Saturday, October 25th, celebrating Mizzou Homecoming. However, if any of the listeners know of an Extra Life event, someone streaming in Columbia, Missouri, I would love to come be on your stream. So hit me up at beyond. Why don't you just enjoy the game? I, I, are you going to... you gonna. <laughs> Go to a man's house. The just game is it all day long. I'll just a, just I'll have party. A, I'll, I'll show up hungover. Sleep also, late. Have a nice brunch. Enjoy the game. Go say, home. Why relax. can't you just, just, just have a dinner? Just have a day <laughs> to yourself. I want to be a part of the community. I want to help Extra Life. God. Beyond at IGN.com. I'm surprised you're having a tailgate party. Yeah, exactly. Well, I did that that one time. I went. Come there. help Greg shower in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's been five minutes since I've seen anyone, so come help me out. There, there will be a Columbia meet and greet at CJ's Hot Wings at some point in the week. Jesus, because I'm going to be there all week long. So you know what? Just, <laughs> just, just be anonymous for a little while. No, I want, is there a chance to say hello? It's my chance to give back, Colin. Don't mock me for wanting. You know to give who back. I want around me when I eat wings? Nobody. Yeah. yeah. I just want to eat them in shame. Yeah, don't, don't judge. I just want a bunch of wet naps, and I want to go take a shower afterwards. That's it. Well, Colin. Well, you, see, you already said they, they can help him take a shower. And they can help him. They can wash his face. <laughs> <laughs> I actually do want to wash my face. I mean, that's a great video right there. Uh, well, if we're going to keep on this battering train of regular trying to meet people, let's talk about next week, Colin. Andrew from New Jersey writes in and says, Beyond. 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 Hello, Greg Collin in the oh-so-rotating third chair. In eight days, Comic-Con will be upon us, and I will be attending to see the Podcast Beyond panel at New York Comic-Con. I was wondering if, after the con, there would be an IGN meetup, preferably somewhere people under 21 can go. I would like to know so I can tell my brother I will be ditching him afterwards. Thanks for everything. Super excited to meet you, Beyond. So what we're going to do is Greg's going to be at a hotel. He's going to get up and have breakfast. You come to the hotel at 8.30 in the morning... Before the show, and he'll have he'll be there. eggs and bacon with exactly. you. Exactly. 
<laughs> if we can figure out how to do Greg's that, Greg's body is basically a non-stop, never-ending meet and greet. So just, <laughs> it's a beacon. Oh, right. If you want to be part of Greg's dreams, find his hotel, come to his hotel room, whisper in his ear as he sleeps, be like, get the ball, and he'll start fetching it. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Do for tell. Uh, no, there's a whole bunch of stuff for you to come see and be a part of IGN and whatnot. Uh, on Friday the 10th, there's a next-gen panel. It's basically a PS4, Xbox One, one year later. We'll be doing a panel there. That's at 4 o'clock. On Saturday the 11th, I'll be hosting a Lego Batman panel at noon uh why this one matters and you should come to it is troy baker's on it kevin smith is on it Stephen amell from arrow is on it so a whole bunch of actual famous people i'll be there covering it you will be yeah oh i can tell you everything that's gonna happen okay great Uh, you can just pre-write the story excellent um (laughs) i won't be there (laughs) directly after lego batman 3 at 115 is the podcast beyond panel you can come see us record a live episode of podcast beyond Uh, then that night is the meet and greet look for details soon i'm gonna put an article up on ign but obviously i'll be tweeting about it as well then on Sunday, there's a Walking Dead The Game panel at 12.15 I'm hosting. It's me, Robert Kirkman, Clementine, Kenny, uh, some of the Telltale people. Oh, so it's this. It's it's the Telltale Walking Dead The Game. Right. Got it. Awesome. That's Starbreeze, and it's not the AMC yes, one. Yes. Nobody's going to talk about that. I finally finished season two, by the way. What do you think? On a plane. Spoiler uh, free. Oh, you're playing on the Vita? Yeah, I was playing on the Vita. Yeah. Uh, man. That's heartbreaking. Yeah, but you liked it. You oh, liked I loved it. it. No, I loved it. Yeah. Oh, okay, I, I, give me I, even even the weakest episodes of, of that game are still better than uh, most TV shows I watch. Sure. So. Alright, so there you go. New York Comic Con. There'll be more up soon. Colin will tweet about it, I'm sure. I'll make them. On that Sunday, I'll be at the Meadowlands watching... No, you're not. No, you're not going. We're not New going York to the Meadowlands. Jets. We're not doing that. I'm going. We're No, we're going to go to the bar with Ramon. Ramon. Hang out with him. Watch it there. By the way, I have dinner plans that <clears throat> night. Uh, so after the game, you're going to be hanging out with Ramon alone. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. As long as he's on. You guys can have a meet and greet in Jersey City. It's fine. Sounds good to me. If you want to come to Ramon's apartment with me, let me know. Uh, Greg Miller meet and greet in Jersey City uh, that night. <laughs> All right. We, we're be outside of Union Park. There's an outhouse there. He's going to take a dump. You've been, you've all been badgering me so long, the show's over. So we should get a, one final question in. Okay. So Brian, as the ever-rotating third, sure. you can have PlayStation Now, quick fire questions, Demos on the PlayStation Network or Spider-Man. I like Quickfire. All right, here we go. This one comes from Curtis in Denver, Colorado, where, they, where there's now a Pachi's Pizza. Curtis where? says, Denver, Colorado. Oh, okay. Greetings, Greg. Colin, the ever-rotating third chair. Beyond. 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 Third chair. Hey. Define the elements of a Western RPG. Oh, man. Uh, cowboy hats, guns. No. Uh, Western RPG. Six shooters there. <laughs> I, I, I feel like... Uh, Man, this is this is a really tough question. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Define a Western RPG. Um, it's more it's more Americanized. I feel like the the characters are more lovable, and uh, there's less Japanese. When I think Western RPG, I think Fallout, right? So I think open world. Yeah. I think you know, like choose your own adventure kind of thing. Go wherever, do whatever. Uh, not random battles. You know, you, they're you're gonna vats. Yeah, vats. You're gonna find somebody to fight. Colin, how am I doing? This isn't like Good. this isn't like sim yeah, racing. Not, not linearity, I think, is a is a big part. Yeah, of I feel like it's it's a lot like uh, uh, eating dinner in fancy California restaurants where they don't have a defined identity, but they do take cues and ideas from uh, places all around the world. Okay, that's good. You agree with that? Yeah, that's an inter- That's a very interesting question. Yeah, yeah, I would say like statistical based, but not super deep. Um, in that res- in that regard, like. Think about Final Fantasy VI or four. It's like there's just a million stats, but that that's also you know Fallout kind of throws that to the wind. So I mean, there's no defined thing. I think it's you know a Western RPG when you when yeah. you see it. Also, it was developed in the West. 
Yes. That's the easiest way. Well, maybe not. I mean, that's tough. I should have said that. You know what? It was the tip of my tongue. An RPG developed in the West. Drop the mic. Get the hell out. But what, is it, like, what does that mean, really, though, too? Because, like, Child of Light is a JRPG developed mm. in Montreal. Interesting. Ah. It's not a JRPG, literally, but it's definitely. If, if I told you that game was made it's in Montreal Tokyo, you would believe it. It's yeah. Montreal RPG. Yeah. MRPG. Greg, what is your least favorite game genre? Fighting, probably. I never really ever crave fighting games. Uh, well, does Smash count as a fighter? Yeah, I count it as, oh, as a fighter. Well, I guess there's an it exception to every it, rule. It's, it's not counted as a fighter by, like, hardcore fighting fans, though, right? I don't care about those people. Well, I just, I, I didn't know this. I was talking to Vince about it. Like, that's a game that's, like, really ostracized, I think, by a lot of fighting games. Really? Fans. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, cool. Those guys are wrong. So I would say that because it, 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 be, it would either be fighting or it would be, like, racing. But, like, I'm excited for the crew. That's a driving game. I guess it's like, but there's a lot of racing in it. And you're excited about Drive Club. Can't wait for that drive club because I love simulation racers. There's nothing better than putting the pistons in my tires. Yeah, Colin, Gotta do it. In a September 2012 episode of Beyond, you oh, said Jesus. you were disappointed that Square Enix no longer made games for you. Is that still the case? Has your opinion of Square Enix improved in light of games like Bravely Default? Yeah, I was gonna say Bravely Default is probably the only game they've released that speaks to old school RPG fans. I couldn't think of any others since that time. Uh, no, I don't think they've really improved. Uh, I think that like Final Fantasy 15, I think looks pretty corny um and final fantasy type zero should have been on vita so like they're, they're getting they're getting there like they're doing things that are yeah. a little bit better but still not perfect no I, I i don't think they can i honestly don't think they can be what i want them to be anymore i just don't think it makes any sense but like financially <laughs> but i think they were surprised by bravely default success they admitted as much and that's why the sequel's coming out so um i'm just confused why i don't do like final fantasy tactics and all this stuff mm-hmm. like I, I they don't speak to me very much bravely default feels like the uh the final fantasies i thought we would be getting all the time based on the final fantasies i played on the super nintendo growing up you know like it's the alternate dimension where we didn't get all the weird 3d ones and all, all the strange places the final fantasy franchise has gone uh bravely default brings it back to final fantasy 4 and or, you know japan and stuff mm-hmm. like that so yeah all right time for my new favorite segment the worst playstation network name of the week this one comes from Jordan in Portland, Oregon. He says, hey oh, Greg Collin in the ever-rotating third chair. Beyond. 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 Like many, I've had the same PlayStation ID since first pl- purchasing the PS3. And like many, it was an afterthought next to owning such a great piece of gaming hardware. So when it came for me to choose, I thought I'd go with something clever. Ironic. I wanted to make people smile. I wanted to be hemophobe. Since most, of on- since most online games are fairly violent, I thought it'd be a fun commentary to be playing under the idea of someone who is afraid of blood, a phobia I don't actually have. But to my surprise, too late, I discovered that my name was often mistaken for another with a completely different meaning. <laughs> it's possible that most people read PSN tags at a glance, or that mine is too difficult to discern as otherwise. Either way, I'm usually identified as homophobe. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. I don't know. I'm surprised I, they haven't forced him to change like to change his name. Hemophobe is a word. That is, but I mean, I'm just surprised. It's that. just a word a lot of people don't know compared to the word homophobe, right. which everybody knows. Yes. I don't know anyone, actually homophobic or not, who would self-identify as such, but I'm now stuck with a name that is too easily mistakable for something I don't consider myself to be. Seriously, all I want to do is capitalize the first two letters of my name. Hemophobe. I don't even think that gets the message. No, across. I think you should just probably change it. <laughs> yeah. How about changing? <laughs> he's committed. Here, Shuhei Yoshida, here is between twenty and sixty dollars to change my name. He goes in. He mofobe. That's like what's, what's, his, what's his real name? Jonathan Jordan. Jordan from. J- How about uh, like Portland Jordan? Port perfect. Port Jordan. nailed it. Port you Jordan. know what? Because I never that Jordan. get that name confused with uh, someone that hates gays. <laughs> yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. By the way, just real quick before yeah. you even wrap it up. I, 
Not too, not too fast. I thought you were done. You, you no, I thought no, 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 you, were, you there, there was a break there. It was a symbolic flicking of the pen. The, sh- uh, the show's over. Yeah, the symbolic flicking of the pen. Uh, I wrote a piece <laughs> uh, last week uh, saying Sony need to let us change our PSN names. Right. Uh, this is ridiculous. It's totally absurd that we can't change our PSN names. I don't believe that any of the engineering feats that wouldn't be necessary to do so can't be overcome in the last nine years, uh, and and all those things. Uh, One hundred fifty thousand people read that that piece on IGN. That piece was spread all over the place, and the comments I got on Twitter and on even on Facebook, and obviously the comments in the piece were all overwhelming. There are so many people that want to change their PSN names. It's like not even funny. How many people like like how many millions of dollars Sony is just leaving on the table by not allowing people to yeah. do this is mind boggling. Just charge you twenty dollars. That's it. So I just want to let people know that I wrote that piece and that and that it it it, it was a resounding success with people that do not listen to podcasts beyond. Okay. PSN names are the tramp ta- tramp stamp tattoos of mm-hmm. of your People Ladies were, and gentlemen, nope, nope, <laughs> we nope. gotta go. We have a lunch. People were people were saying real quick that it's like getting a tattoo, and then people were saying, "But you could get it removed." <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's actually really good. Okay, Greg, you can go now. Ladies and gentlemen, that's been Podcast Beyond episode three hundred and sixty-two. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember, Podcast Beyond is IGN's PlayStation podcast, the number one PlayStation podcast on the internet. We post it as an MP3 every Tuesday, as a video every Wednesday, except for this week when I was late. Too bad. Suck it. Uh, remember, IGN.com keeps the lights on so come to IGN.com watch the videos read the articles go be a Prime member go to the t-shirt shop and get your saver t-shirt then eat ice cream what? all day long you get your sh- shaver chater shirts <laughs> did you say sh- 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 shaver chaters sh- sh- gotta get those <laughs> follow us all on Twitter IGN is IGN I'm Game Over Greggy Colin is no taxation Brian is Agent Bizzle damn right every podcast beyond ends in a song we call Ryan's Wrap Up it's where you submit a song it comes from an old thing where I used to sing a song at the end of the show, mm. of course. Brian, mm-hmm. sing me a song to end this show. What was the song we were singing before? It's Raining Men. It's Raining Men! Yeah. Hallelujah, it's Raining Men! I don't actually know the rest of that song. <laughs> I'm gonna go away. Get a man and his man myself. on the street. I'm getting man umbrellas so just to stop all the men. <laughs> there's men on the floor, cause when it rains, there's men everywhere. How do I clean up the men from the... I think that's how... You it. clean up with a sock. <laughs> that's, that's, how, that's how you clean up tiny men. Beyond! Beyond. Beyond. Users lose all sense of reality and enter another world. Remember, do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.